This is a Tech Briefs Media Group podcast. Welcome to another Who's Who at NASA podcast. This month on the podcast, we have Laura Koenig, a glaciologist at Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland. Dr. Koenig is an expert in remote sensing of ice sheets and snow. Laura, thanks for being with us. Great. Thanks for having me. Laura, first I wanted to talk about your work with Grover, the Greenland Rover, or the Goddard Remotely Operated Vehicle for Exploration and Research. Uh, So first, to set the stage, what is Grover? Well, what Grover is, is a great connection between scientists, engineers, and educators. Grover um, was designed as an autonomous robot to carry science payloads, and it was designed by engineering boot camp students. So the engineers actually came to me um, and said, we are having this boot camp. We are looking for science ideas um, for science payloads on board the robots that we would build. And it is from that starting point that, uh, that Grover came to be. And they wanted an autonomous rover. And I provided input on how Grover could be used for ice sheet science. And so what will, what will we learn from its measurements? So from the measurements that Grover will be taking, we'll learn about how, snow, how much snow falls over the ice sheet. So each year in the centers of the ice sheet where it's cold, snow accumulates. So every year, snow falls and creates a new layer of snow, and you can count those layers just like tree rings. So Grover, with its radar, will be roving over areas where accumulation occurs, and it'll be able to map those stratigraphic layers. And from that, we can determine how much snow fell in the previous years. And and so what kinds of instruments are on this rover uh, is it and is it working with other vehicles? Uh, what what kinds of technology is making these uh, measurements happen? The rover has on board just one radar. It's a ultra high frequency um, radar, uh, FMCW radar. So it sweeps between about eight and eighteen gigahertz, very wide bandwidth, and that gives us very high vertical resolution in the snow to monitor those annual layers. Can you describe any sort of technical challenges? I imagine it's difficult, uh, and a lot of the technical challenges are related to the kind of hostile environment that it has to operate in. Yes, most of the technical challenges um, that we are even undergoing right now, uh, it being its first time out on the on the ice sheet, just like we don't know how much warm clothes sometimes we need in different temperatures, uh, Grover's kind of going through that same thing. Not only is it the cold temperatures, but it's the bouncing around on kind of the relatively hard surface with its tracks, um, with its tracks. So we are, a lot of the technical difficulties are making sure that all of the electrical systems are well put together, that the structures um, that hold the instruments are very um, enclosed so that no blowing snow gets into the electronics boxes. We are also worried or keep track of on a technical side how snow drifts into the tracks because it can drift and build up in the tracks as well as um, how much snow sticks to the solar panels. Um, So those are some of the the 
looking at. What we have seen right now is we've, we're doing a lot of um, testing of Grover, so stress testing of Grover to see how he does in the cold. Uh, he spent his first night out in negative 30 degree temperatures and he did start up the next next morning and the tracks did just fine. He had one uh, electrical problem with one motor and that has been fixed. So is that where you're at right now with Grover, where the project is at? Is it's just undergoing testing? Yes, right now he is a little over a week into about a five-week test period and he's still undergoing tests quite close to camp, um, going undergoing his stress tests before he gets sent out to camp. He's already proved um, his ability to rove autonomously. He has done very well in the different types of snow. The tracks are, um, his locomotion is very good. Um, and again, they're just, his power consumption is very good. There's been a few issues with some of the electrical components, which have been uh, fixed. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned uh, its ability to roam autonomously. What kinds of technology enables that? So he can rove um, under two different technologies. So one is just a wireless network. Uh, so we have a high-gain antenna, and we can get uh, about three kilometers. Um, we can get about three kilometers away on the wireless network. And then he also can uh, go really anywhere in the world using his Iridium links. And you also mentioned power. This is a this is a solar powered uh, rover. Yes, he's solar paneled, and I believe he has six batteries that sit very low in the tracks to give him a low center of gravity and and keep him from blowing over in the high winds. So, what is your day to day work with with Grover? What's kind of a typical day for you? Um, the day to day work, I actually, as a science advisor, do not. Uh, work with Grover on a day-to-day -day basis, but the students who have built him and who are working with him, they are up at Summit right now working with him uh, every day. So in the mornings right now he is, um, some nights he's sleeping outside and sometimes he's sleeping uh, in the garage still. So they get up, they uh, drive him around, they're doing the different tests. We have a list of things that we're checking to make sure all the systems are operational. Um, he's roved probably about two kilometers right now, and again, we're hoping to get him up into the hundreds of kilometers range uh, by the end of the season. So right now, they get up, they drive him around camp, um, test the different systems, um, and then soon, hopefully, he should be heading out of, out of camp to do longer roves. Right. So eventually, so where, where is it being tested right now? Summit Greenland, which is pretty much in the center of the Greenland ice sheet at one of the highest points on the ice sheet. And then, say, months from now, where uh, where do you hope to see uh, Grover? So this season, we because it is a, a testing season, uh, we'll keep him pretty much within a 50-kilometer radius of Summit. In future years, we'd hope to see him be able to rove all over the center of the ice sheet. Because the ice sheets... Um, as ice flows towards the edges, they experience more melt. They have in Greenland, they have melt ponding, they have crevasses. Grover would never work in those areas. So, if you kind of look at the center of the Greenland ice sheet, that is the area that we would be expecting him to rove. 
And you mentioned you're working with a lot of students. Uh, can you just describe the kinds of teams that are working on this project? So the teams actually built the robot, and they were built uh, in 2010. There were actually two prototypes built in 2010 and 2011. And that was through the Goddard Engineering Boot Camp, where they would bring students in. And, and I was not in charge of that. Again, that was hosted through the engineering and education department. But they asked scientists for input on the robot building. And I gave input to the robot building, and the students built the robots. I am not an engineer. Um, so I would go over and, and look at the robots and give them ideas. I would give presentations to the students on the kind of science that I do and give them requirements um, for building Grover. So that's how they got built. One of the students was uh, quite interested in polar research as well as robotics. And he decided to go to graduate school at Boise State University. And uh, Gabe Trasillis, and he is the uh, student who is kind of the lead on the Grover Project right now. Um, and he went to graduate school again at Boise State and has um, continued working with Grover. So now Grover, though he was built by the big teams, is uh, continuing to be being ushered by a by a smaller group. And Grover aside, can you talk about some of the exciting things you're doing currently? Is there any other technologies that you're working on or uh, other work with, with ice sheets or anything else? As a glaciologist, I always get to do quite exciting work. Um, I travel quite a bit to the ice sheets of both Greenland and Antarctica to study how the surface processes are changing. Specifically, I look at accumulation and um, and different melt that is occurring on the ice sheets. So I get to go to the ice sheets, drive around on snowmobiles, take ice cores, and, and really learn about um, what is going on with surface processes and accumulation. I always try to relate that back then to the signals we see from space. Oh, so are you talking about um, satellites? All the field work that I do um, is really to get better spatial validation of field measurements so we can use those with our satellite observations and to develop better satellite algorithms. The ice sheets are very large um, places, so Greenland is you know, a third of the size of the United States and Antarctica is one and a half times the size of the United States. We can never monitor things that happen over them um, well if we're not using satellites. So we take ground measurements and then relate those to our satellite measurements and continue to improve our satellite measurements so we can understand more holistically what's going on with the ice sheets. What is your favorite part of the job? My favorite part of the job is, is always doing exciting science and working with exciting people who are driven to, um, you know, look at Earth systems in new ways. Grover was a very exciting project to me because I have never thought about robotics. Um, I usually drive snowmobiles around and it'll keep my hands much warmer in the office if a robot 
can be dragging radars around as opposed to myself sitting on a snowmobile. So I think this is a really exciting project. It's, it's moving science, um, icy science and glaciology forward using robotics. Well, Dr. Laura Koenig, uh, thank you for taking the time to be with us here on the Who's Who at NASA podcast. Great, thank you.